0: Hello, fellow do-gooders and friends. I'm your host, Karina Blizzy. Today, I'm thrilled to bring you a very special treat as I get to introduce you once again to Forever Young radio show. Now, the reason I'm doing this today is simple. I got to operate as a co-host on that show and interview one of my favorite people in the world of health and wellness, and that's Dr. William Lee. Now, you've already heard from him twice on this particular podcast, and if you listen to my other show, Nutrition Without Compromise, you've heard from him twice, and you've also heard me do a four-week breakdown of his incredible course on his work with eat-to-beat disease. Now, I know that this is a sincere treat for anybody that is really focused on zeroing in on their health and attaining their ultimate wellness. And for everybody else, I want you to bear with me for a moment, because I think that this content is something that will really help you, that can serve to be life-changing. I don't say that lightly. I have become what I would call a super fan of Dr. William Lee and the time that I've known him. And the reason is simple. I have not seen many doctors come out of the woodwork to share all of their knowledge without constantly having their hand out or without really truly understanding the science between health and nutrition. The reality for this particular individual is that he is purpose bound, almost like no other I've ever met. So I have an incredible respect for him as a health educator, as a doctor, as a researcher. And really just as somebody who is seeking to live well by doing good. So that to me feels like it fits with the ethos of this show through and through. Now, the fact that you get to hear me as a co-host on Forever Young radio show, I mean, that's a big deal to me. I've known Kelly for, gosh, almost two decades now. I have advertised on her Forever Young radio show on behalf of the companies I work with for Many years, and I've been a guest on her show to talk about omega threes and health. But again, it's like deep admiration of working with someone for all of that time that probably led to me ultimately becoming a podcaster. So I have to tip my hat to her and give credit where credits due for inspiring me for being there for me over the years. And so I um, I don't know really what else to say besides. This is an important episode. And if you haven't heard from Dr. William Lee before, I hope that you'll take the chance and spend the time with this episode now. If you are interested in topics like this, I want to hear from you because ultimately I'm looking at the format of care more, be better in the years as we go forward. I have produced a few episodes that are specifically focused on health and wellness. Last week I came on the air and I essentially asked you guys, Hey, Do you want me to produce more content like this? It's in my wheelhouse. It's my profession. Or do you really want me to stay focused on social impact and sustainability exclusively? Climate change, topics that touch these things. I know sometimes that leads us to topics of health and wellness and nutrition because regenerative agriculture is at the center of a lot of these topics. And we need to feed people and we need to erase food deserts. There is a social impact to these things. But I haven't often just taken a particular health topic and dove right into that because that hasn't really been the ethos of the show. And I could. I'm fully capable of doing that. I have another health show called Nutrition Without Compromise that is sponsored by Orlo Nutrition. You'll hear a couple of their ads in this particular feed because Forever Young radio show is also sponsored by Orlo Nutrition. I'm sharing the episode from start to finish so you can get a feel for what that radio show is like. I hope that you'll become a listener of that show as well, because again, Kelly Capisola is incredible and she is a great host. She covers great topics and she gets really fantastic guests too, some of whom you may have heard from on my other show, Nutrition Without Compromise. So consider this, that continuing question for you. Do you want to hear more content like that? on this show. With what frequency even? So feel free to share your thoughts. Send me an email note to hello at caremorebebetter.com. You can also just fill out a form on our website, caremorebebetter.com and and do so right there. Or you can go to my Instagram page and send me a DM. That's simply caremore.bebetter. All of these methods work. Another method that's fantastic if you want to take the time to do it and also give me a little pat on the back is to go to Apple Podcasts and write us a review. And you could even tell me in the review that you write there what you'd like to see in the future. Do you want to see more focus on climate change? Do you want to see more focus on social impact issues? Or do you really want to hear a more balanced view of health and and where we're headed? It doesn't have to be just one thing. It can be all of these things together. And I guess at the end of the day, it's my show and it can become what I want it to. But I also want it to serve you. So, with all of that in mind, I'm going to turn over this episode to the very capable hands of Kelly Capisola and Forever Young Radio Show. And thanks again for allowing me to come on as a co host to be an architect of this conversation with Dr. William Lee. Thank you so much, everyone, and I hope you're having an amazing holiday season. Here we go.
1: The information provided on The Forever Young Show by its host or sponsors is for educational and personal alternatives. Statements have not been established by the Food and Drug Administration. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
2: Welcome to The Forever Young Radio Show. Over the past two decades, we have had the opportunity to serve and help so many listeners, We do that by bringing on respected educators in all fields of health and wellness. We pride ourselves on keeping consumers in the know about our ever-changing healthcare system and ways to support the body. Each week, with the help of our special guests and experts, we have one goal in mind, and that's to ensure every listener has the most up-to-date information on ways to support all aspects of health. Now, here's your host. Hello, everyone. So glad you could join us today right here on Forever Young.
3: If it's the first time you've came across our show, whether it be on the traditional radio dial, Sirius XM, or any of our wonderful podcast platforms, thank you so much for joining us and finding us today. We've been on the air well over 25 years, and we show up each and every week with the hopes of informing and educating every listener on healthier lifestyle options and good quality science-based information. If you'd like to learn more about the program, it's very easy to do so. You can visit our website at foreveryoungradio.com. Again, foreveryoungradio.com. There we have over 480 podcast episodes ranging on a variety of different topics, uh, including one of the ones we're going to be covering today with a very special first time guest. And boy, we've been excited about this. And we're going to be talking about polyphenols diet fails, and potentially how you can eat to beat your diet. I have a special co-host joining me today. Today, That is Karina Belizzi our good friend who's been coming on the show for well over a decade and a half. Wonderful
0: to have you today, Karina. Thank you for joining me. Oh, this is just my sincere pleasure. I get to introduce one of my favorite professionals in the medical field. And it's just such a joy to connect with him every time and to be on your show. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Thank you
3: so much. I actually was able to tune in to one of your podcast episodes that you do uh, through Orlo Nutrition, Nutrition Without Compromise. And I was able to listen to a program that you did together. And I said, Karina, you do me a favor, call Dr. Lee, get him on the show. So without further ado, Karina, please tell our listeners, who are they going to have the special treat of getting to hear today.
0: Well, Dr. William Lee is someone who really deserves a grand introduction. He is an internationally renowned physician. He's a scientist and author of the New York Times bestsellers, Eat to Beat Disease, the new science of how your body can heal itself, and also his more recent book, Eat to Beat Your Diet. His groundbreaking research has led to the development of more than 30 new medical treatments that impact care for more than 70 diseases, including all the big ones, diabetes, blindness, heart disease, obesity. His TED Talk, Can We Eat to Starve Cancer, has garnered more than 11 million views. So Dr. Lee has been in all sorts of media, from Good Morning America to CNN to CNBC to all the big podcasts, and he has been featured in USA Today, Time Magazine, The Atlantic, and even O Magazine. He's president and medical director of the Angiogenesis Foundation, and he is leading global initiatives on food as medicine. So I'm just thrilled to have him here today. I think we should just bring him right up and say, welcome to the show, Dr. Lee.
1: Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here, uh, Kelly. Nice to talk to you again, Karina.
3: Oh, it's truly our pleasure. Thank you for carving out the time. We know you're very busy with all the, the things you're doing out there to be able to help people. And, you know, as a first-time guest, Dr. Lee, I know in the next segment we're going to get more in-depth about our topic today. But just a little bit curious, when we start talking to somebody for the first time, what kind of led you down this path? Did you always know you wanted to become a physician, a scientist? Tell us, our listeners, just a little bit more about yourself.
1: You know, so I, I am a doctor. I was always interested in helping people have stay stay well and to help people overcome illness. But I'm really a scientist and and I have always been fascinated by science um, and the creativity of science. A lot of people don't appreciate how creative really good scientists are. Um, I grew up in a family where my dad was a scientist and my mom actually was an artist. She was a pianist, um, the head of a music department. Uh, so I grew up right brain, left brain, went to medical school and came out the other end, really interested in figuring out how I could be creative as a scientist to be able to help people get better.
3: That's just awesome. And boy, what a fun childhood to to kind of be brought up into because you're getting kind of the best of both worlds, like you said, left brain, right brain. Uh, And then what kind of drove you to want to be able to connect with more people and become an author not just any author, but a bestseller?
1: So my work was originally in my career started at figuring out how do we develop better treatments for cancer and vision loss, diabetes and wound healing. And uh, a lot of it was biotech in nature. I have done lots of publications and book chapters uh, and spoken from the stage to medical uh, audiences. But when I started studying food as medicine about 15 years ago, what I realized is that what we were discovering about food has immediacy for people. And I didn't need to wait the 10 years it would take for a new treatment to be developed. And so that's why I started to write books People love to read, they love to absorb, they now like to listen to podcasts, and it's just an incredible way to have an impact.
3: Absolutely, and it's a way for consumers to easily understand things a little bit better. Um, I think sometimes all this great information comes out, but as consumers, they don't really know how to decipher the understanding of it because... Maybe they're not in the field that you came from or other doctors or other scientists. So really, really love what you're doing and look forward when we return from break to really talk about what you think about metabolism. But in the meantime, I want our listeners to go and check out your website over the break. That is DrWilliamLee.com. That's li.com. And we also have put this on our weekly highlight page at ForeverYoungRadio.com. So if you want to go and check that out over the break, learn a little bit more about his great works and the wonderful books that are being put out. We'll tell you later in the show how you can go ahead and purchase a copy. I've been able to give these as gifts, um, which is really great because sometimes people won't expect it and they'll read it and it'll change their life. So stay with us. We'll be right back on your health here on Forever Young.
2: Give your heart health and your immune system a boost with omega-3s and spirulina from the world's most sustainable grower in the world, Orlo Nutrition. Orlo grows algae in pure, sustainable abundance in their first-of-its-kind aquaculture plant house in Iceland. Their products are more bioavailable. This means you get all the benefits without fishy burps or nasty aftertaste. Orlo Nutrition's unique polar omega structure boasts three times the amount of absorption over fish or other algae oils. Orlo is the future of nutrition, omega-3s and immune-boosting micronutrients that provide all the benefits without damaging Earth's ecosystems so people and planet can thrive. Visit OrloNutrition.com today. That's O-R-L-O Nutrition.com. Get an exclusive 20% discount at OrloNutrition.com when using the code FOREVER at checkout. Orlo Nutrition. Because nutrition shouldn't be an either-or. That's O-R-L-O Nutrition.com.
3: Welcome back, listeners, again, being joined by a very special guest today, Dr. William Lee. Now, Dr. Lee, again, thank you so much for taking the time. I wanted to ask you a very specific question, because this can go either way, depending on who you ask. As a researcher and doctor, really, how do you view metabolism,
1: Dr. Lee? You know, metabolism is a topic that we all think we know something about. Uh, You know, who doesn't associate a slow metabolism with weight gain or a fast metabolism? with somebody who's thin uh, and we always stress over our metabolism because we want more energy, uh, particularly as we age. So this is a topic that um, you know, the medical textbooks and Wikipedia pretty much have the same definition. Uh, Metabolism is sort of the net sum of energy chemical reactions in a body to power your cells, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I came to look at metabolism in a very different way. I wanted to know how the body is wired hardwired to be able to take in fuel, from our food and how to convert that into energy so that we can actually go about our way. That operational definition of metabolism is actually something very useful to have because then we can um, begin to figure out how do we help our own metabolism. And there've been some recent research studies that pretty much upend everything that we thought was true, turns out to be a myth. This is so interesting
0: to me, Dr. Lee, because um, in prior conversations, it seems that metabolic health is partly dictated by how much body fat we have as we get a little bit older, which would be part of the reason that as we battle the bulge, we have a harder time battling the bulge. So how can you help people better understand that?
1: All right. Look, uh, I want people to uh, understand metabolism in a new way. Think about our body as a car. And if you're driving a car, uh, the metabolism is really how the car uses the fuel in your gas tank to power the engine. You don't think about it at all when you're actually going from getting your car and driving from your home to the store, for example. Um, But you do think a lot about it when the gas tank, the fuel tank uh, uh, reads low. When the fuel gauge reads low, all of a sudden you focus on where can I go to the filling station? to get more fuel so I don't run out. And our body's metabolism really runs the same way. We are hardwired to be able to actually take in fuel. Our fuel uh, doesn't come from a a gas station pump. It comes from the uh, refrigerator. It comes from the restaurant, from the pantry. Food is our fuel. We don't call it gallons, we call it calories. So when we actually eat food, um, our body converts the food that we're eating into energy and that energy is stored in our gas tanks. Now, our car has a fuel tank on one side, usually the driver's side, and it's very rigid. And when you fill up the fuel tank in your car, you fill it up to the top, and all of a sudden the the, the nozzle goes click, no more gas comes out, the fuel gauge reads full, and you're all set, you get back in the car and you drive away. In our bodies, when we actually sit down to eat, our fuel that we're putting into our body gets loaded into our fuel tanks. but in our body, our fuel tanks are actually our fat cells. We call them adipose cells technically, but they are um, uh, you know millions of these little tiny cells that can swell up with the energy from our food. Now that makes a lot of sense so that if you eat overeat, your fat cells are going to get a lot bigger. But the key is our body, once it's filled up and you stop eating, our body will start to burn that fat down just like the car uh, getting back on the road by the highway. And you put the pedal to the metal um, uh, and you'll start to burn that fuel down and pretty soon you're gonna need to fill up again. That's how I think about metabolism. And that hardwiring, it turns out, is exactly the same in all people from the time they're born because of how our body is hardwired. Nobody's born with a fast metabolism and a slow metabolism and you can blame your parents and there's nothing else you can do about it. (laughs) We're all born exactly the same way like the operating system of a laptop you pull out of a box.
3: Wow, that is so interesting. And you explained it eloquently to a point where I think people have never looked at it that way. You know, they think, hey, you know, my parents were both overweight. I may have this disposition, but uh, wonderfully said. And, you know, Karina had shared with me a piece of research that came out of Duke University. I believe it was in August, 2021. Can you share a little bit more on that study uh, for the listeners? Because I think it'll be very helpful for them to be able to understand it.
1: Yeah, Karina and I talked about this before. This is a study um, by a researcher named Herman Ponzer, who worked with 90 other research colleagues from 20 countries, and he studied 6,000 people. So this is an enormously large research study, unusually large, in which the question they were asking is, what is human metabolism looking like um, across the lifespan? What do I mean by lifespan? This, the research study uh, enrolled 6,000 people that ranged in age from one week old, that's newborns, all the way to 90 years old, that's really the tail end of life. And what they did is they studied everybody's metabolism in the exact same way. They gave them a drink of water. Now, you're saying, how does water help you tell metabolism? Well, these researchers chemically tweaked the water, which is H2O, hydrogen and oxygen. They tweaked it so that the hydrogen and oxygen um, could be detected Uh, using a special scanner. And so by drinking that water, the metabolism uh, works on and processes the hydrogen and oxygen. And you can measure the metabolism, person's metabolism by their breath, by blood test or by their urine. And when they looked at this group, looked at 6,000 people across 20 countries and gave them a drink of water to look at what their metabolism from from one week old to 90 years old. Um, And you got to remember, these are people who um, both men and women, across different ages, and they came from different cultures, different foods, different lifestyles, different professions. What do you think they've saw? The results initially was that the metabolism was all over the map, Hmm. just like you'd expect. No rhyme or reason, right? Wrong. What they did next is they continued the research by saying, we know how tall every individual is. We know what their gender is, and we know what their weight is. So let's go ahead and use supercomputing to figure out how much extra body fat they were carrying based on their weight for their size and their gender. And let's subtract that out for 6,000 people. So from all these results that were all over the map, they removed the effect of excess body fat. That's key, removing excess body fat. And when they did that, the results were completely different. It was like pulling the cloak off the statue of David for the first time. These researchers saw that human metabolism across the lifespan all fell into four stages from zero to one years old, from one to 20, from 20 to 60, and from 60 to 90. That's our operating system. That's what we're like pulled out of the box. And everything that we do to our life, how we live, our lifestyle, the patterns, the behaviors we have all influence whether or not we stick with that optimal pattern, whether we improve that, we kind of optimize that optimal pattern or whether we actually crush that pattern to slow down our metabolism.
0: So I think this may have piqued the curiosity of the entire audience here because you you may have this sense I'm in my 30s or 40s or even 50s and gosh, it really seems like my metabolism is operating slower. I feel like I'm as active as I was before. You know, what other issues may really be impacting metabolism if it isn't just body fat? Is there something else that's perhaps playing into this story?
1: Well, so first of all, the research results show that when you remove body fat, you actually find out that your inner metabolism is becomes clear and rises to the surface. So that's one reason to control body fat. When they added the fat body fat back in, guess what? It crushed the metabolism. It lowered the metabolism. So it's not that a slow metabolism caused you to gain body fat. It's caused, It's that extra body fat actually slows your metabolism. The, flip, the script is flipped. Mm-hmm. However, it's not just body fat. There's many things that cause us to gain body fat. For example, uh, these are lifestyle factors. If you are stressed, and many of us as we get older into our middle ages are more and more stressed, more stressed than perhaps we were in our 20s or in our teens, um, stress actually causes us to gain more body fat. Stress also causes us to make poorer choices when we have obvious choices that are healthier. Sometimes we choose a less healthy choice um, in terms of the food that we eat. Exercise, if you don't burn energy, those the fuel in your fuel tank, if you just let the car Uh, uh, sit in your driveway and you're not ever driving it to burn that fuel. That's exercise. What's going to happen if you keep on putting more fuel in the gas tank, you're going to overflow the tank, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing when you overeat and you don't exercise. And then there's sleep. It turns out the good quality sleep. Okay. Not only helps to lower stress, but it helps to streamline your metabolism because while we are sleeping, we are fasting, not eating. And while we're fasting, our body clicks into gear to start burning down extra fuel stored in our fuel tank. So good sleep, lowering stress, staying physically active with exercise and making good healthy choices with our food. These are all the things that conspire as we get older, 20s to 30s, 30s to 40s, 40s to 60s. Look, 20 to 60, as adults, our metabolism is hardwired to be rock stable, flat. But yet all these life stressors that we don't um, take care of and we're only beginning to realize now how important they are they can conspire to help us grow extra body fat that then crushes down our metabolism so we've got to work on all of these things together
3: stick with us we'll be right back after the break
4: feeling stressed and unfocused lately you might be deficient in dha an essential omega-3 dha makes up half the fat in your brain and eyes and without it entire health systems crumble Thankfully, there's an easy solution. Orlo Nutrition provides active omega-3s in the polar lipid form for up to three times better absorption than fish oil. You'll get all the benefits of the omega-3s EPA and DHA in a smaller pill without that fishy burp. These active omegas get straight to work supporting your healthy focus, attention, vision, and so much more. Orlo is the future of nutrition. Algae-based omega-3s and nutrition solutions that are better absorbed for better efficacy and that are better for the planet. Visit Orlonutrition.com today. That's O-R-L-O-Nutrition.com. Listeners of Forever Young qualify for an exclusive 20% discount at Orlonutrition.com. Just use the code FOREVER at checkout. Orlonutrition. Because nutrition shouldn't be an either-or.
3: Welcome back, listeners. Again, getting a whole different perspective on things like metabolism. Really, it's very interesting. Uh, I think over the years, even Karina and I have done shows on fat and people being very confused. Maybe it's about the fat they're consuming, about different fats in our food, kind of, you know, being, becoming a little bit fat phobic. But I know that you've spoken on the point of how maybe healthy body fat can even help people be motivated or the body to encourage to lose weight? Would you mind maybe talking about that a little bit with the listeners?
1: Yeah, you know, we all actually associate um, the idea of, quote, fat, unquote, as being something undesirable or unhealthy. I mean, how many of us have actually stepped out of the shower naked in the morning, and while we're drying off, we look into the corner of our eye and see the mirror and see a lump or a bump that we didn't want to be there, didn't expect (laughs) to see. And then we curse and get pissed off Then we set up yeah. on the scale and that number isn't what we want. And that's really kind of a negative thing. Or how many of us go into the grocery store and whether you're a, a vegetarian or a vegan, you probably still wheel by the butcher section and you see wow. this gigantic white rind of fat, you know, on a steak mm-hmm. and you go, Oh my God, geez, I don't want to be eating that. I hope nobody eats that. Right. So we're programmed to think about it negatively, but the new research reveals that body fat is, in fact, absolutely critical for health. And how do we know this? Well, we form body fat long before we ever looked at a bikini. Um, actually, in, when you're still in your mom's womb, it turns out that when your dad's sperm met your mom's egg and you turn into a ball of cells, the first uh, tissues that form are your blood vessels, your circulation. Every organ needs blood flow. The second tissue that forms are your nerves. These are the electrical circuits that run your organs. And soon after, the next tissue that forms is body fat, surprisingly. And the body fat, by the way, uh, doesn't form around the waist first. It first forms around blood vessels like a roll of bubble wrap that you just wrap around your circulation. Now, you go, well, wait a minute. What's the fat doing around your blood vessels? Aren't fat and blood vessels a, a bad thing? Well, you don't want the fat inside your blood vessels. You want it on the outside. This is where it forms. The healthy blood vessels, the fuel tanks, remember we talked about fuel tanks, actually need to sit outside of the blood vessels so that when you eat and the fuel gets absorbed from your stomach into your bloodstream, the fuel tanks are sitting right there to receive that energy and store it. So in fact, healthy body fat works as a fuel tank. We talked about that. Second, healthy body fat, Um, uh, is padding. In fact, we didn't have any body fat at at all. If we tripped on the steps and fell down, our organs would probably rupture. That's not a good thing. So we knew what needs some protective padding. The third thing that people don't realize is that body fat, in fact, is a endocrine organ, meaning it creates hormones. Now you're saying, wait a minute, aren't those bad hormones? Nope. Good, healthy body fat is critical for health. What are the hormones they they, um, secrete? Fat cells secrete about 15 different hormones, Uh, hormones like um, uh, adiponectin. Adiponectin made by body fat helps our body's insulin um, absorb sugar, glucose more efficiently into our cells. So that's right. You heard me correctly. Fat helps us use our metabolism more efficiently. Now, The other thing is that uh, there are these other 14 or 15 um, uh, organs that manage our hunger and our uh, appetite. And so by steering our hunger and our appetite, our body fat kind of acts like a fuel gauge to be able to guide whether we're hungry or whether we're not hungry. Now, what happens is that when you actually have too much of body fat, the fat becomes inflamed. And when the fat becomes inflamed, it's like lighting a match in really dry wood, it fires up and it starts to burn things down. And when body fat becomes excessive, remember excessive body fat shuts down your metabolism, lowers your metabolism, what happens? Why does it happen? Inflammation is like lighting a fire in your kitchen, outside of your stove, and now things are burning. That inflammation, that burning derails the hormones. So you can't remember if you're hungry or you're not hungry, if you're full, you tend to overeat. And on top of that, the inflammation leaks into your bloodstream, and now you're carrying around a hefty amount of inflammatory, unhealthy body fat. Something that was good actually turns into something bad in excess. So just like everything else in life, we want to actually keep things normal and in moderation. And then finally, there's one kind of body fat called brown fat. That's a special kind of fat that's not lumpy bumpy. This brown fat has superpowers to help us burn down that excess body fat as well.
0: Wow. So when it comes to that brown fat, I know we've spoken about this before, it kind of sits more in the core of your body, like um, I believe almost like a girdle around some of your organs and up the back of your neck. So how do we really work to activate this brown fat so that it can help our metabolism to really hum? And what is the the role of fasting in this? Or does fasting Have a role in this whole cycle,
1: right? So let's talk about fasting first. We all fast, even though intermittent fasting is a trend. uh, It's the most natural thing that we do. All of us do it every day, whether we uh, are trying to get onto a a program or not. Here's the thing: we eat during the day, and then when we go to sleep at night, we're not eating. When not eating is called fasting. So we're intermittently, on every week, we are both sleeping and not eating, and then we get up in the morning, we eat. So we're intermittently fasting all the time. What happens when we're actually not eating uh, versus eating? Well, it turns out when we are eating, it's like the car that you pull up to the gas station to fill up your fuel. What do you do? You turn your engine off because you don't want to be burning fuel while you're actually loading up on it. And the same thing when we are sitting down to eat food, our body shifts its metabolism away from burning fat to storing fuel into the fat, just like you would with a car. All right. So when you're eating during the day, you're you're focus, your body's focused on storing, not burning fuel, storing fuel in fat, growing fat. And then when you actually are not eating at night, you stop eating, your body switches gears. And now it's actually like the car that's finished filling up. It is now switched into fat burning mode. So when we sleep, when we're fasting, when we're not eating, our metabolism is hardwired to burn down fuel in our fat. When you've got extra body fat, inflammatory body fat, one way to, to address that, one way to start burning it down is to actually just not eat and you'll burn it down. Now, how do we know this works? Well, if you were shipwrecked on a desert island without food, you'd be fasting a long time. And of course, what happens, You know, uh, shipwrecked people wind up losing a lot of weight. They start with their body fat, but without being shipwrecked, you will start burning down your internal harmful body fat first. And that is why this whole idea of disciplined intermittent fasting actually uh, ups our game in terms of our metabolism and, how, and fighting harmful body fat. But then you kind of go more into thinking about, are there other ways, are there other foods we can actually eat that can, uh, other things we can do to prompt lighting up that brown fat to burn down uh, harmful body fat as well. These are the new techniques that are being discovered to be able to help us optimize our own metabolism without having to go to a starvation diet. I love going to markets, seeing what's seasonal, looking at what delicious ingredients could be used for cooking. And it turns out many of these delicious ingredients uh, are in fact fat burning. Now, what do we mean by fat burning first? It turns out that many foods that we find in markets fresh markets, and even, even the dried market, uh, have natural chemicals called bioactives. And these bioactives, when we chew our food, swallow them, they get into our bloodstream, one of the things they do is they can trigger our brown fat, the healthy fat, to ignite. And when the brown fat is lit up, it actually burns down. Harmful body fat. So that's right. Fat, good fat fights bad fat. So, what are some of the foods that can actually do this? Remarkably, tomatoes seem to be able to do this. Lycopene is the bioactive found in tomatoes. I love tomatoes. Um, they have actually shown that just one tomato a day can actually before lunch, an hour before lunch, can actually help you start losing weight within two weeks. So it's really quite powerful. Uh, I love green tea, but it's not just green tea. It turns out black tea. And even fermented tea, there's a special tea called pu'er tea. It's a it's kind of a digestive. It's a probiotic tea, in fact, um, from thousands of year old from China, that um, all these things help our gut health, which light up our brown fat and start to burn down harmful body fat. I love those uh, as well. bok choy, mustard greens. These are some of the foods that I uh, cook in Asian cooking. Uh, so again, some of the healthiest Cultures in the world, cuisines in the world, Asian culture and Mediterranean cultures. I talk about the tomatoes, for example. I, I, in fact, uh, these are all healthy in fat uh, burning olive oil, olives and olive oils so have something called hydroxytyrosol that light up your brown fat. And then, you know, I actually love seafood, um, uh, omega-3s, marine omega-3s, which actually come from algae. And if you can't get seafood, you can actually get omega-3s from other supplements and other sources. Omega-3s light up our brown fat. It's quite remarkable. And again, common in Mediterranean and Asian cooking, I call my approach to healthy, metabolically healthy eating, I call it Mediterranean-style eating. It's not a diet. It's an approach.
3: Again, thank you for that. When we come back from break, we're going to talk a little bit more about what you've shared on your four-week meal plan in Eat to Beat Your Diet. Again, listeners, you can learn more at drwilliamlee.com or by clicking on the weekly highlight page at foreveryoungradio.com. Be right back after the break.
2: Have you ever wondered whether you're getting enough omega-3s? At Orlo, we're so confident you'll see results with our better-absorbed bioactive omega-3s. We're footing the bill to prove it with third-party test results. Orlo's Tested by You limited edition program is a first-of-its-kind initiative to help track your omega-3 progress before and after supplementation. Tested by you subscribers will receive two third-party tests with their first six-month subscription, an additional value worth $100. You'll receive one test with your first shipment to establish your pre-Orlo baseline, and one after your fourth month to show improvement over time. Visit Orlonutrition.com, that's O-R-L-O-Nutrition.com, and get your Tested By You subscription today. While subscribers receive 15% off every day, listeners of this show will receive an exclusive discount with the code TESTFOREVER, all uppercase. Learn more at Orlonutrition.com, that's (laughs) O-R-L-O-Nutrition.com.
0: Welcome back. Again, we're on with Dr. William Lee to discuss his work with Eat to Beat Disease and Eat to Beat Your Diet. Now, Dr. Lee, in your book, Eat to Beat Your Diet, as well as in a four-week course that you've set up along the same lines, you offer a meal plan for food lovers, you offer easy food swaps, and the sort of shopping tips that can really get people into their stores, into their kitchens, and creating well, just really more delectable foods that they can embrace and enjoy. Why was that so important for you to include in this work? And I'd love to offer you the opportunity too to talk about what you're doing with this course to ingrain this learning with your audience.
1: Yeah, it was important to me to show that food can be a joyful thing. It's, uh, you know, food has historically recently been associated with fear, guilt, shame, regret, you know don't do this don't do that deprivation these are all very negative types of concepts to associate with something that is part of our humanity you know we have eaten food as a as cultures bringing people and families together or communities together for thousands of years really since uh, the, you know the dawn of humanity and to find ways to embrace those traditions and embrace delicious, healthy foods to me was one of the most wonderful things you could do. So what I did in my books is I li- laid out um, literally hundreds of foods that are all healthy. Uh, they activate your health defenses, give you better circulation. They help you um, uh, regenerate from stem cells, help improve gut health, uh, improve your DNA, protect you uh, protect you from cellular aging, lower inflammation, raise your immunity, and help you burn harmful body fat and surface and raise your own metabolism, okay? So I did the heavy lifting. I wanted to have people take a look at, in my books of all these lists. And what I tell people to do, please take a pencil, pen, Sharpie, uh, highlighter, whatever whatever works for you, and just circle the foods that on these lists that you know you like. If you like tomatoes, if you like mushrooms, if you like boxers, botch- whatever it is, circle them. And I have not been able to find in... More than 5,000 people, I've challenged anybody who wouldn't circle a few things that they really, really love. So now, if you are actually identifying foods that are good for you, that you love, you are way ahead of the game to start your new relationship with food based on foods that you love. Love your food to love your health is my personal mantra. Now, the key is how do you then um, make that... Uh, healthy for you. And this is what I talk about in my Eat to Beat um, Your Diet plan. It's not a diet. It's really an approach. Simple way to think about it. You know, over the course of a month, uh, you can take a look at the foods that are not so good for you. Um, And I have a list of those too. Uh, Identify the ones that you eat and swap them out. There's some easy swap outs. You know, I call them swap ins because you want to remove the ones that aren't so good for you like a bag of chips or soda, and then swap some things that are good for you, like a smoothie, a green smoothie, or um, some healthy snacks. Uh, And you can actually start to really take the foods that you like and begin uh, rebuilding your delicious menu that you look forward to with some of these swaps. Then what you do is you begin giving your body more time to burn fat again while you're not eating. Now, now, again, intermittent fasting, we talked about this, you know, you remarked on the fact that, you know, people are not eating for 16 hours and can, is it possible to release for most people squeeze their eating in eight hours? I think not, not my life. I can't do it. But it turns out that just 12 hours of fasting and 12 hours of eating is good enough. You actually get progress on your metabolism and learning and burning down harmful body fat just by doing it 12 hours. How do you do 12 hours? I'm going to tell you how I do it. If I eat dinner at 7, and I finish at 8, and I put my dishes away, when I put my dishes away, it's a signal to me not to eat anymore, okay? That's fine. I'm done. Done, done. I don't midnight snack. I don't nosh. I don't grab for something in the fridge before I go to bed. Um, let's say I go to bed at 11, all right? Uh, from 8 o'clock, put my dishes away, to 11 o'clock, that's three hours, all right? If I don't eat anything, I have I just have earned those three hours with my body, without eating food, is now beginning to burn down extra body fat. Now, 11 o'clock to 7 o'clock, you're supposed to get eight hours of sleep. All right. I do it. When you're sleeping, you're not eating. Don't get up in the middle of the night to eat. Just sleep it through. Get good quality sleep. So that's three hours plus eight hours. All right. So 11 hours. When I get up in the morning, let's say I get up at 7. This is an example. I get up at 7 I don't do what my mom told me to do, which is to get up out of bed, go down to the kitchen, eat a breakfast, get on the school bus, get to school, and so you're not late. I'm an adult. I don't need to eat right away. I get up, and I take at least an hour before I eat anything, all right? I'll groom myself, get dressed. I'll check my email. I'll go for a walk. I'll read a book. I'll do something. By the time I'm ready to sit down and eat something, I've I've woken up for an hour. Now, let's do the math. Uh, dishes by in the sink by eight plus three hours to 11 bedtime, 11 to seven. Uh, that's three hours plus uh, uh, eight hours. It's 11 hours. And I just told you, I gain an extra hour in the morning. That's 11 plus one, 12 hours. I have just told you how I spend 50% of my life, my day with allowing my metabolism to burn harmful body fat. That's an easy way to actually get intermittent fasting be practical that most people can actually do. And what you do is you just start exploring more foods that are actually burning down harmful body fat. And you just start tweaking your lifestyle. So you can actually leverage and harness your body's own fat burning mechanisms, then light up your brown fat with some tasty food. And you're actually going to be a new person, you will definitely feel better.
0: Well, Dr. Lee, I just want to step in here and say I've enjoyed reading both of your books. I personally participated in your four-week course. And what I found so surprising and delightful, frankly, is how easy you make really ingraining these practices. Even over the course of four weeks did kind of a podcast lowdown where I shared my feedback about what it was like to be a part of your course. So if the audience listening here wants to know more about that, they can also check out those episodes on nutrition without compromise. I would encourage them to check out your courses. I also understand you offer master classes from time to time that are perfectly free and available for your entire audience. So I don't know when the next one's coming up, but perhaps you have something else to share there.
1: Yeah, you know, listen, uh, if you want to learn about what I'm doing, sign up for my free newsletter. I'm all about um, doing the heavy lifting for uh, people in the public. Let me do the research and, and filter out the really, really good stuff. And I try to get the information out to people through my newsletter. Come to my website, drwilliamlee.com. You can sign up for that newsletter there. You can learn about my master classes. I do a, a handful of those every month. Um, and then I also do my courses, uh, every month, uh, and my metabolism course is on demand. You can take it anytime. I'm all about changing people's lives in easy to do ways that are fun and that make food enjoyable. Again, love your food to love your health is really what I want people to walk away with. If you pick up my book and look at any of the foods in the list, they are loaded with polyphenols. You can buy polyphenols and dietary supplements as well. I call supplements top-offs. If you can't get enough with your diet, by all means, look for a a good quality, high-quality supplement from a reliable uh, source that can actually help you top-off. But mostly, if you go especially to the produce section or the farmer's market and buy the fresh, colorful foods, you're going to be treating yourself and your health defenses and your metabolism to the wonderful world of polyphenols that light up your health.
3: Wow, thank you so much for giving us a a little bit of a deep dive on that because again, I think listeners are really wanting to add in some of these great new, you know, antioxidants and, you know, different type of nutrients into their their daily diet, not only to maybe, you know, get in proper nutrients, but even that longevity, you know, the anti-aging benefits of food. And I love that people are looking at food like that now and realizing the hindrance of certain foods that they're incorporating. But I'll tell you, Dr. Lee, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the program today. You are always welcome to come back on this program. We hope we'll get to talk to you in the new year. Again, Karina, thank you for, you know, introducing us to Dr. Lee. I hope you both have a wonderful day and appreciate you both.
1: Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, Karina.
3: Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Lee. And again, if you'd like to learn more about Dr. William Lee, you can do that at his website, which is drwilliamlee.com. Again, that's D R and the last name is spelled L I Lee. I also encourage you to follow him on Instagram and other social media platforms. I find myself, Dr. Lee, checking out your Instagram page almost every day to get some great tips and to see what's really going on when it comes to food trends and whatnot. Again, we'll put all these great links on the weekly highlight page, uh, but appreciate you tuning in today. Hope you have a happy and healthy week, and we'll catch you next time right here on Forever